You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Tuesday, July 11th. Again, it's MLB All-Star Week. Pickings are thin in the sports world, but ah, Laker fans, Laker fans, listen, this is a difficult time period approaching for you. We're going to dive deep into this Anthony Davis saga. Um, It's starting to bubble up. There's a, a lot of people taking vacation now, so there isn't as much talk about this Anthony Davis situation um, as there should be. We'll get to it shortly. Also, uh, you know, Chris Paul, how much of a big fan I am of CP3, Chris Paul, the point god, as everybody likes to call him. Warriors fans, just, I know you're excited. Jordan Poole's out of the building. I, I'm going to put a little bit of cold water on the Chris Paul excitement because of an interview he gave over the weekend. But first, I got to start with Anthony Davis. Ladies and gentlemen, what we have here with Anthony Davis and the Lakers, is a window, just a tiny window into the future in Lakerland. And Rob G has been calling a certain NBA star, and yes, he's a star, despite what Cowherd tries to sell me on the herd that this guy's not a star. He is a certifiable star. Rob G calls him future Laker. And I just, as I'm not going to say the guy's name, but just think in your head, future Laker, future Laker. I'm going to get to him in a second. Anthony Davis can be extended. His contract is eligibility for the extension begins August 4th and websites are starting to write about this that Anthony Davis probably is not going to get the extension 
that he's looking for. They can extend him beginning in August, and it would take his deal. So instead of at the end of next season, him being a free agent, he can then get an extension with Lakers. And, you know, he would stick around and be like a foundational piece. But what you need to remember is LeBron is in the final year of his deal. And LeBron has said to everyone, I want to play with my son when he's drafted. Now, we don't know if Bronny's going to be first-round pick, second-round pick. I can't imagine that he's going to be like an unsigned free agent. I don't think it'll go that far. Someone will gobble up LeBron because with uh, someone will gobble up Bronny. With Bronny comes LeBron. And now you're instantly selling tickets. You're going to be uh, merch left and right. You're going to be on the news everywhere. I mean, this is a bigger than sports story. Father playing with son, like that can reach anyone. I don't care if you're an NBA hater. That's like a pretty cool story, right? Like LeBron and Bronny playing together. That's going to work wherever he goes. Whether it's the, I mean, Utah Jazz. Do they take a flyer? I don't know. Don't don't tell me Bronny's going to be able to pick where he goes unless we're talking about him being like a top five pick. I don't see that at the moment. Next year's draft does not look great. So maybe he's a middle of the first round pick. But at some point, he's going to be drafted by someone. And LeBron will say, okay, I will come there. I, I can't imagine the team rejecting LeBron. I think he'll be in like a, a, a more of a senior role. Not, I'm not putting him in old, old age home yet. But LeBron and Bronny will be gone. Okay, next summer, they're going somewhere as a package. So now, Lakers, you're left with Anthony Davis, and then we got Austin Reeves, little Rui Hachimura. I think D'Angelo Russell, Rob can check this, I think he has a player option for year two of his contract. Um, Should he exceed expectations, win a title, maybe he thinks he could chase bigger money, whatever. What the Lakers are doing is setting it up so LeBron and AD come off the books next summer. Why would that be? Think about it. If LeBron walks, do you think Anthony Davis and his injury history, I've called it up right here, Anthony Davis missed 26 games last season. The year before that, missed 42, and the year before that, missed 36. He's only 30, but he's aging in an ungraceful manner, mostly because of his body. Remember, this is a guy who in high school was like a 6'1 guard, and then seemingly overnight, he grows like nine inches in one year, and instantly becomes like the best high school player in the country, a shot-blocking menace. So he's got some handles. That's why he floats on the perimeter a lot. This was a guard in youth basketball, early high school basketball. He was a guard. Anthony Davis could handle. And now he is this giant who doesn't really like to mix it up inside. And I can't blame him. I don't like to go mix it up inside. And Anthony Davis is, I don't want to say the fadeaway jumpers, but like it can get annoying how he doesn't want to go inside and body people and just dominate. And I'll remind everybody, Jokic ate his lunch in the sweep in the conference finals. Now, uh, obviously, Jokic is the best player in the league, but Anthony Davis is supposed to be an elite defensive player, and Jokic kind of dominated him. So if he doesn't get the extension, Anthony Davis will look at the Lakers and say, well, guys, what are we doing here? I I, I don't want to be a a lame duck without a contract. I'm still one of the top 20 players in the league, 15? I mean, when he's healthy, he's the top 15 player, but that hasn't been the case. I just laid it out. So... Now you start thinking, well, what do we do with Anthony Davis? And I think the the question is, the Lakers, Rob Palenka has to be firm. Guys, we want to keep our powder dry in the future because if LeBron walks, which he almost certainly will. Now there is the scenario, what if Bronny goes to the Lakers? Could work. I'm not ruling that out. Then I guess you ride out LeBron and AD. But the more likely scenario is LeBron leaves. Anthony Davis, you say, AD, sorry, we don't want to extend you. And he opts out of his player option so he can get a longer-term deal elsewhere. And now the Lakers' books are clean. Well, Jay, what's the end game here? Ah, this is where you get smart. Free agents in 2024 are not great. 
You got uh, James Harden, Tobias Harris, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I think that would be kind of an awkward fit going after PG and Kawhi. Um, Jalen Brown, we'll see what happens with his Supermax this uh, summer. And Pascal Siakam, no big names. But take a look at 2025. 2025. Jason Tatum and Giannis Atanakumpo. Jason Tatum is the guy who is like the biggest Kobe fan on earth. Rob G has been calling Jason Tatum future Laker for years on this podcast. I didn't know what that was all about. And then he starts telling me about this Kobe stuff. He did a commercial and he was wearing a Laker jersey. Celtics fans got ticked. Playoff game, Jason Tatum wearing a Kobe wristband. Celtics fans, what gives? So like Boston Celtics fans know that something's up. Tatum, for my money, is a top five player in the league. I, I Without question, top five player. I'm taking Tatum over Embiid any day of the week. Like Tatum is in that class for me. With Giannis, Luka Doncic, um, Nikola Jokic, like Tatum for me for sure, top five player. Steph Curry, I would put in there, even though he's thirty five. Quick reminder: Curry at thirty five, like you don't worry as much about his health. AD at thirty, you worry about his health given the injury history. And Tatum's still in his prime. So if two thousand twenty five comes around, Tatum has let it be known Kobe is his favorite player. You tell me the Lakers don't swing big and go after Jason Tatum. That makes all the sense in the world. Could the Lakers go big, go after Giannis? That makes all the sense in the world. I mean, at one point, the Lakers did sign an Atuna Kumpo brother. Uh, Rob probably remembers. He's a bigger Laker fan than I am. And I just, uh, folks, I just look at this strategy the Lakers are employing. And Anthony Davis has to be looking at it. Remember, he's represented by Clutch. And AD's probably not feeling great about his future in L.A., he, he walks up to Palinka, Rob, with the extension and says, yo, guys, what are we talking about? Two, two plus one, three, four, what are we, Superman? Uh, what, what are we up? What are we talking about? And Rob Palinka is probably going to look him in the face and go, TBD, AD. Can we, can we circle back next summer? Now, I don't know. AD, unfortunately, doesn't have a lot of leverage except having Clutch in his corner. But Rob, this to me is shaping up like Anthony Davis is not going to be long for the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. And um, to put it into perspective, in order for Anthony Davis to get extended, he'd have to opt in to the 2024-2025 season at $43 million. So his total number would basically be four years, about $210 million. So that's a you know lot of money until you consider. 50, is that 52? About $50 million. Yeah, 52. When you consider guys like Tyrese Halliburton, LaMelo Ball got like 260. So it's really, I guess, not that big of a deal. But... Right. On one hand, I love where your head's at. Look, people think I'm crazy, but if, the, if anyone's been following this podcast or you and I even from way back on the weekend radio show, my hashtag future Laker predictions is like 70% from the field. Okay, <laughs> So it might seem crazy now, but ultimately most of these guys end up coming. You go back to LeBron James, called that one future Laker, Anthony Davis, future Laker. I'm going to take credit. For the Dwight Howard, DeMarcus Cousins, future Lakers, even though we got them at the back end, they weren't good anymore. Still predicted that one. Russell Westbrook, wish I had that one back, even though I did predict future Laker Russell Westbrook. I'm even going to take credit for future Laker Chris Paul, even though he was only a Laker for like two hours, and then they ultimately got canceled. That's right. But David Stern, yeah. outside of like Kawhi and Paul George and to be determined on Clay Thompson, I'm pretty accurate with these future Laker things, right? And... I've had my eye on Jason Tatum for years. And I think that to your point, there's been a lot of smoke about whether or not he is, you know, conceivably an option for the Lakers. 
Where I disagree with you, though, is I think in order for the Lakers to be in the running for a Jason Tatum or a Giannis or whatever, a second-tier star, you know, Trey Young, whatever, I don't care, whoever, they need to keep Anthony Davis in order to be attractive. Because I've been around this entire time, and I remember in the Cold War days when the Lakers would clear all this cap space every single year and say, hey, we got enough for two spots. We have nobody else on our roster but LeBron and Carmelo. You guys can come. And if not him, then, you know, it's LaMarcus Aldridge and and Carmelo. And if it's not him, then it's, you know, it's Dwight Howard and somebody else. And we have no caps. We have have nobody on our roster, but we have tons of cap space. We can get one star or two stars and a bunch of vet minimums. And we've seen repeatedly that does not work when it comes to attracting free agents. These guys want to go where either there's another star in place or there's flexibility to add another star when they get there. If the Lakers are serious about making a run at Jason Tatum or Giannis or anybody of that ilk, the key is having your second star, in this case, Anthony Davis, already in your back pocket. So I think they got to extend him. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. You didn't mention Austin Reeves in your little rant. Is he not a second star potentially in, uh, you know, a couple years? I mean, they, I know he was only gave him a $56 million deal, but I mean, you look at their contracts, Rob, like the, the Lakers are going to have room for that second star. Now, um, I, I love to go to this website, Hoops Hype, which breaks down the salaries for the teams. And the Lakers, they've done a pretty, I got to give it to Palinka. Like they've done a pretty good job structuring the deal so they purged bad contracts. The only guys after this season locked in, Rui Hachimura, Gabe Vincent, and Austin Reeves. That's it. Uh, Hood Shafino, the rookie, okay. But like, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, one-year deal. Torian Prince, one-year deal. Uh, Jackson Hayes, player option. Cam Reddish, player option. Um, Max Christie, who, by the way, is absolutely slaying in summer league. I haven't believed, I'm surprised you haven't put him in the Lakers rotation. Um, him being the next in a long line of Caruso, Austin Reeves. What do they call him? The um, Hillbilly Kobe? That's uh, right. Does, Hillbilly does Kobe, Max Austin Christie, Reeves. That what, what is Max Christie... What is his nickname? He doesn't have one yet. He hasn't played enough, but he'll get one soon enough. I think by like, by like December. Rotation. It's going to come quick. Yeah. December? By like oh, December, he's, he's going he's gonna to have a nickname. He's going to be a, a crowd favorite okay. by December. So who's going to soak up Dennis Schroeder's minutes? Gabe Vincent. Okay, Vincent, Russell, Reeves as like the combo, and then so the, the and next then Max guard, Christie. like the Lonnie Walker. Will be Max Christie. Okay. I think Christie's going to be a factor in the rotation. I know Hood Shafino is nice, um, but again, that, that's a bit of a longer-term deal. So, you know, you look at these projects that they have on the books, and it's not that bad, Rob. Like, they're going to be able to afford two stars. Um, Vincent and Hachimura, you know, combined their 28 in two years. I'm sorry, 28 next, uh, no, no, 25 this year, 28, and then 29. That's manageable. That's movable. Um, now, the one thing that I found interesting, Rob, is this draft pick situation. That gets, If I was the Lakers, I'd be a little concerned. In the Anthony Davis deal, they gave up the rights to their 2024 pick to the Pelicans. Who can say, we don't want your 2024. We're going to punt and take 2025. If they do that, then they have to take the 25 regardless. There's no like, oh, we'll take 26. So next season, AD and LeBron... Let's say they're healthy. Rob, what are they? Four, what, what do you think their win total is? Like in the 46 to 48 range? How many did they win this year? Well, I mean, this year was hard because they, they had a whole new roster after the trade deadline. But I think, you know, factoring health and all that stuff, I think anywhere between 45 and 50 sounds about right. 50 seems high, man. LeBron and Well, they, they went 18 and 8 down the stretch with a new roster. Right. They also did have a deeper playoff run. Uh, the year prior, they had no playoff That's run. That's right. So... It's like that's an extra 20 games, and those are hard games. Um, you know, AD's minutes are up. LeBron's minutes are up. So I don't know. I think they would slow play. I'm going to go ahead and guess like they're a 45-win team. Okay. And so the Pelicans will say, we don't want that draft pick. We'll take 2025. Well, what happens if LeBron and AD leave next summer and you get nobody and you're waiting on Tatum and waiting on Giannis? Is there a world where that 2025 season is really ghastly? And they have to give up the pick. Now, it's not the end of the world if you get Tatum or Giannis, but you got to get Tatum or Giannis first, right? So there is a little bit of shaky roll of the dice 
I don't know. You you're, you want, you love to get in Palinka's head when it comes to future Lakers. More likely for the Lakers to land Giannis or Tatum. I think if you would have asked any reasonable Laker fan when Darvin Ham was hired, they're going to say the reason he was hired was because they think they have a shot at Giannis. Yep. And that's, you know, call that tea leaves, call that rumors, call that being an unreasonable fan, but that's what it was. Seeing the way and all I know this... A lot of, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I know a lot of people will say, oh, Giannis, why would he want to leave Milwaukee? He, he signed the extension. Stay there, won a title. What's the big... Let's just settle down, okay? These players grow. They mature. Like, Giannis has a great run in Milwaukee. Yes, he won a title, but do you wonder, huh, maybe I could dip my toe in some other interesting things in life. I don't know, maybe. I'm not saying he wants to go Hollywood. They did make that movie about him on, uh, was it Disney Plus? I thought it was good. Like, I think there's a world where Giannis just decides, you know what, I'm a little more mature. I'm a little grown up. I'm ready to go. Like Shaq started in Orlando, loved it. They had a great team, went to the finals. Um, and the Lakers came calling and he was like, yo, Hollywood, okay, here I come. Um, I don't know, Rob, was Giannis at that uh, that white party in the Hamptons? Oh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know I don't if I know, saw I him in the picture. So. I don't think he was either. Wonder, you know, you feel a little FOMO missing out on that? <laughs> Boy, Maybe. Gee, Tobias Harris got a friggin' invite? Maybe. I know Michael Rubin obviously has a connection to the Sixers. He's still on the team, but like, a lot of lot of stars there. A lot of Giannis is a massive star, and I, I and again I don't I I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but when you watched what Denver has built around Jokic, I think there's got to be players around the league who are kind of pissed off. Like holy cow, Denver did it that quickly. Like they've got the perfect supporting cast. They did a great job with Jamal Murray. They did a great job with uh, KCP. Uh, Aaron Gordon. Like, every move they're making is hit. They draft Christian Braun, and he's a factor. And now there's a lot of chatter about the the young kid Watson being the next guy coming up. And it's like, damn, Denver's doing a good job. And then Giannis looks around, he's like, hey, what's going on in our front office? And Jason Tatum's like, guys, I mean, I've been to like, what, has he been to five conference finals and he's won one of them? Or maybe it's four? I know he's been around for a while and he was young and one team was Isaiah Thomas's and, you know, Marcus Smart's been in the building as the leader it's like, I don't know. I think we got to consider, like, Tatum and Giannis looking around and being like, all right, well, are we getting better? I mean, the Miami Heat just lapped both those teams, uh, shockingly, this past year. Now, who the hell knows what's going to happen? Um, you know I have an affinity for the Atlanta Hawks. I think they're, I was a little I, – I loved them irrationally last year. They did not deliver, but I was probably early on them. They got a new coach, Quinn Snyder. I'm going to stick with the Atlanta Hawks. I think they're – Probably top four seed next year in the East. I know that's a little bit of a surprise, but I like them a lot. You know, I'm a Trey Young guy. I really like DeJounte Murray. That roster's sick. Like, are the Hawks going to pass him? Daryl Morey's cooking up something. I don't know what they're going to do, but, like, if, if there's a world where Giannis and Tatum look around and suddenly, like, teams have passed them in the East. Um, I don't know if the, the Knicks have a massive war chest. Can they get Carl Anthony Towns? Um, Cleveland Cavs have put something together nice. Like, I don't know if they could take the next step, but I don't know, Rob, do you think, and it's tough to get in the head of Tatum and Giannis, but do you think those guys are looking around being like, damn, because I know that's what LeBron did. I know that's what Kevin Durant did. Like, those are guys who saw teams and players pass them and get angry, and they're like, I'm out of here. I'll tell you what. I don't think right now they're looking at that kind of stuff. I think right now both of their teams are, at worst, what, the top three or four teams in the NBA in, in terms of chance to win a championship. Where I think it's going to get interesting is if, in Milwaukee's position, Milwaukee, 
if Drew Holiday is serious about retiring as soon as his contract is up here in two years, that's going to be a big thing. In Boston, if it turns out that this Joe Missoula all gas, no breaks transition that they're making where they're loading up on offensive players, getting rid of their defensive identity and stacking up oft injured players in the rotation, getting rid of Grant Williams for no good reason because of it's a salary dump. If this backfires, which, you know, a lot of Boston Celtics fans think it could because they don't like the way that the culture has shifted under Missoula, then you start having that wandering eye a little bit. Then you start saying, if you're Jason Tatum, look, I've, I've reached the precipice or right up to it in Boston and they've totally changed everything. This coach is kind of in over his head, it seems like. Um, me and Jalen Brown, we're good friends, but we're not exactly a great fit on the court. We don't have a point guard still that we feel real confident about. Maybe it's time for me to link up with a star big man or a star point guard that can really accentuate what I do well. Mm. Maybe then, but until then, it's just, you know, wishful thinking. I'm still confident at some point Jason Tatum will be a Laker. I just don't know if it'll be 2025. Last word here. It's interesting. I was reading about the Celtics idea that they're like stockpiling picks and how they're um, maybe big game hunting. So it sounds like, and I could be wrong, some of these Boston beat writers believe that Grant Williams was some for some reason in Missoula's doghouse. Like they didn't get along. He just didn't like him. And that's why he wasn't playing him a lot. And then eventually he starts playing against the Heat. And it sounds like Marcus Smart was one of these, like, I got to listen to this guy. Like, you know, and I think there was an incident where he checked himself into a game. I don't, the, the Boston Riders are painting it like, listen, Missoula was a young coach, probably in over his head, but the two guys who he maybe beefed with in the locker room, I don't know if beef, beef might be too strong, but let's just say didn't see eye to eye with Smart and Williams, they're now gone. So Missoula kind of has his locker room. Porzingis is going to slide and be like, you know, let me know how high to jump, coach, because he ain't ever won anything. And he's certainly the third banana behind Tatum and Brown. So I, there's a world where the Celtics are, are fine and, and don't lose ground. But I, you just well, that's why the NBA is so fascinating, Rob. Like this idea that teams can... The Warriors literally came out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, you have to go back about 10 years, but Lob City was the jam in the NBA. It was Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. I remember being on the East Coast, and I would have to stay up late because the Clippers were playing. I remember, fact, like Blake Griffin was such a big deal and so fun to watch and such a good dunker. I got a Clippers t-shirt, a uh, Blake Griffin t-shirt. This is way back. I have since cut the sleeves off, you know, uh, where when I'm doing yard work, but I don't do yard work, so I never wear it. Um, but like, they had next, Blake and Chris Paul. They were supposed to be um, d- the next great team in the West. And the Warriors come up and zoom past them. And I mean, Blake Griffin, you know, never won. Chris Paul still hasn't won. Um, so it, it, NBA moves fast, man. The, the, the league, the, the ground is shifting constantly. And I did mention Chris Paul, Rob, because I want to quickly wrap up with this. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? 
They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Not a lot of people want to pay attention to what's happening in Summer League, and that's fine. A lot of it's overblown. But Rob, an interview caught my eye over the weekend where a reporter asked Chris Paul, so how do you feel coming off the bench and working with the second unit? Something along those lines. And Rob, Chris Paul turned and looked at her and goes, you coaching? And it was like, whoa, whoa. You know, it wasn't in a like a derisive manner. It was kind of, he had like this smirk, like, "You coaching? I, I haven't talked to the team about what's going, what the game plan is." You know, like, I don't know. And then someone else followed it up with, "Have you had that conversation?" Blah blah blah. Do, you know, he's like, "You know, we'll, we'll probably sit down before the season and talk about it." But this idea that Chris Paul was going to lead the second unit, walk in and be a good soldier. Let's just remember, Chris Paul was in Houston. Got James Harden to push uh, the Warriors very hard. And that was the good Warriors, the KD Curry Warriors. Pushed them hard, couldn't get over the hump. Then he goes to OKC. Like from the jump, Chris Paul's like, oh, we're not we're not tanking here. We're not going to stink. Get some. I think they got to the bubble playoffs, right? With Lou Dort. Or maybe it was, yeah, bubble playoffs. KC. Chris Paul then gets moved to Phoenix. Goes right in. This is the, guy, the wingman Devin Booker needed. They go to the NBA Finals. Chris Paul's bounced around a lot. Okay. Everywhere he's gone, he's been a game changer, an infusion of talent, energy, leadership, great stuff. But now he goes to a place that doesn't need that. And this is why I go back to, I didn't understand the trade, Rob. It never made sense, okay? This idea that they needed Chris Paul to, like, 
save them the Steph Curry minutes on the bench. Like, what? That was working fine with Jordan Poole before Draymond Green sucker punched him. And yes, it was a sucker punch. This idea that Chris Paul is going to be like, come in, never come off the bench once in his entire career, over 1,300 games. And now, Rob, he's supposed to just come off the bench? Like, are we really to believe that that's going to be Chris Paul's MO with the Warriors? Hey, guys, I'm going to be a cheerleader for much of the game. Probably going to play 16 to 20 minutes, and they're going to save me for the playoffs. Like, I don't see how that works for Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul is a very proud individual. He's accomplished a lot. Um, This idea that he's suddenly coming off the bench um, for a Warriors team that has a stacked starting lineup, like maybe eventually he concedes, but it's pretty clear from that interview, Rob, he's essentially saying, that's not determined. We'll see. And now that surprises me because I thought he would just say, okay, hey, I'm coming to a winner. I'm going to help this team any way we can get back to the finals, blah, blah, blah. He said nothing of the sort, Rob. I'm on record. I don't love this move. Yeah, the whole situation was kind of funny. It reminded me of the uh, Carmelo Anthony introductory press conference with OKC. And they ask him about it, and he just starts laughing. He goes, hey, P, they wanted me to come off the bench. And he's just cracking up. And then, like, a year later, he was a bench player, like, because that's just what it was in his career. That's what it felt like with Chris Paul. And I agree with you. I didn't like the move at first. I knew that they had to get rid of Jordan Poole, and that seemed like it was more of an addition by subtraction situation because the vibes obviously weren't good there in Golden State. If I'm Golden State, though, and I needed to make a trade with Washington to get rid of Jordan Poole, I would have tried to get Tyus Jones before I would have went with Chris Paul because it's a guy who you know knows his role, is a similar type of player. and he's not, I don't think it's good as Chris Paul, but he's a very similar style of player. But most importantly, to, that to your point, the Golden State Warriors starting five, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Raymond Green, Kevon Looney, according to Cleaning the Glass, plus 22.1 net rating. That's 10 points per 100 possessions better than the vaunted Denver Nuggets starting five. Like that Warrior starting five is fantastic. Their problem was as soon as Steph Curry left the floor, things all went to shit. In an ideal world, Chris Paul will come off the bench and just stabilize. You don't got to win those minutes, but just tread water. But I don't know if he's at a point in his career yet where he's able to accept coming off the bench. And this, I'm not going to say it's going to get ugly because he's too professional, but this I don't think is going to work out too well for Golden State. Yeah. So uh, I think mostly the year prior, Jordan Poole had come off the bench in that energizer role, six man, and he was fine. The problem was his teammate punched him in the face and the, the friction in the locker room, they couldn't get past it and it, it ruined the season. Um, it, to your point about the stat with the best starting lineup, Rob, I do wonder, is there a glass half full option where you're like, hey, you know what? Andrew Wiggins missed like 25, 30 games. Um, Steph Curry missed a few weeks. Klay Thompson was coming off the injury. Um, we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. We get our great starting five back, but then you look at the bench and you're like, all right, who are the top three guys off the bench? DiVincenzo's gone. Jonathan Kuminga, we'll see. I like him, but I don't, we'll see. Uh, Chris Paul, they have nobody on their roster over 6'10". And then don't tell me that this rookie's going to come in and, and be the eighth guy. Like, I, all of a sudden, this I guess Moses Moody would, would be ahead of him. But 
it, it just I don't see how this Warriors team is better, man. And we'll we'll do, we'll do a full full post mortem once the Dame deal is done and the Harden deal is done. But right now, I don't have the Warriors top six in the West. Wow, that's shocking considering you are like one of the biggest Steph Curry fans in North America. I think you would expect that him by himself would be able to keep him in the top six. Not at 35, Rob. At 35? I mean, by the way, uh, we, we got the uh, screener early for the Steph Curry documentary that's coming on Apple. I've watched about half of it. Very good stuff. I don't know if it's going to be for everybody. Nothing really earth-shattering um, yet. We'll see when it gets later in it. But um, I, 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 you guys know I like Curry. The problem is, Rob, if you're talking top six, I would certainly go Denver, Phoenix, for sure. Um, I think Sacramento's going to be back. I think they're going to be very good. Um, I, I don't know if Minnesota will be there. I mean, Memphis was the two seat, and they'll be okay without John Morant. I think you've got to put Memphis younger, less injury risk. I think you have to put them ahead of Golden State. I'm not saying they're better, but they were the number two seed, Rob. Um, well, am I missing someone? Lakers, Clippers. I mean, the West is pretty. Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Dallas is certainly better than Golden State. Uh, Dallas is at a slam dunk, home run, whatever you want to say, hat trick of an offseason. It has been incredible. They're certainly top six. Uh, I don't think the Clippers have gotten better. And I just, I'm just going to pencil in 25 games out for LeBron, 25 for AD. And that's why I only have them at like 45 wins. 45 wins, maybe seventh or eighth, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, Am the, I too low on the Warriors? I mean, when you frame it that way, I guess not. The, the issue with this Western Conference is it's not like the Western Conference of the early 2000s where there were eight teams with 50 plus wins. The issue here is that now that Wimbanyama is in the Western Conference, Outside of Houston, I can't think of any team where you're like, oh, I'm just going to roll over. Like, they're, one through 13 is competing, at least. So that's where yeah. it could get tricky, where I think you're going to see, you know, spots, even one through five, I think is going to be really tight heading down the home stretch wow. next season. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up a little. Did you just say Houston? You think Houston's the worst team in the West? Probably. Wow. Over, who do you think is Houston, worse than that? I've got Houston like ninth or 10th. Wow. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, dude, I All know right. that's irrational. Uh, uh, you know, whatever. I, I just think this Ime Udoka is an incredible hire. I think he's the most significant coaching move in the NBA this offseason. Uh, I, I don't want to hear about Nick Nurse in Philly, um, I don't, the new Phoenix guy, whatever. I, I think this Udoka, remember what he did in Boston with a pretty damn good team that was floundering. He got them to clean up their act spoke to the young guys, called people out, held people accountable, and then turned that team and they went to the finals. Like, I think he's at least worth 10 wins, just him. And then you toss in Van Vliet. Um, will he be able to control Dylan Brooks? Uh, I, I like Jalen Green a lot. Sengun is pretty damn good. Jabari Smith opening eyes in Summer League. Now you finally get Kevin Porter uh, coming off the bench, who, who's ridiculously talented, but, you know... Uh, has his issues. I like Tari Easton. I'm just telling you, I, if you're looking for a sleeper over wins total, uh, I haven't seen it yet, the number, but I'm going over on the Sun, uh, on the Rockets, for sure. Like, I don't even think there's any doubt. They're going to be good. Now, I know the West is stacked, but this, to me, at 35 to 45 wins. Now, before you scoff, the Kings, I believe, made a leap of like 18 wins year to year. And that was good coach, Mike Brown, and De'Aaron Fox, who was there, uh, Sabonis was there. 
the only addition was basically Keegan Murray. Malik Monk. I mean, Malik Monk was an addition, but like the coach really matters in the NBA, and I, I'm all in on Udoka. And they were healthy, Sacramento. They, their guys all played also, over seven health, games. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. But uh, this Western Conference is going to be a bear next season. I, I don't think even Denver, as good as they are, and as looked in the postseason, I don't think you're going to see any runaway one seed. No, this upcoming season at all. I would agree. And the parity in the league is, uh, like like you said, eight teams with 50-plus wins. The bottom of the league back then was horrible. Yes. I mean, listen, I don't want to make this a Jordan-LeBron thing. Go look at the bottom of the league in, like, the early 90s. It was putrid. I mean, there were some laughably bad teams. Now, uh, I, there's really nobody bad in the West. Like, when Yama and the Spurs, I don't, I think, I wonder if there's a world where, like, the team that wins the West has, like, 52 wins. And the worst team in the West has like 26. Like the Spurs win 26 games or something. That's possible. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was that tight. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. All right. We've run really long here on a Tuesday. Everybody, talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.